Good afternoon, evening, morning, I don't care. How are you? Um, welcome to episode number six. six. Episode six. And yeah, we're back at it again with uh, another few topics. And as you can tell, we're as motivated as ever. Well, I think we, we both uh, had, a, had a pretty rough weekend. I've had a very uh, reasonably long day and I'm pretty tired, but you know, committed, man. We're here, we're still recording. We're um, back on a Monday. Back on Mondays, every Monday, and uh, published Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on... Thursdays. Schedules. Thursdays for the audio. All right, okay, cool, cool. And Dan's about four weeks behind in terms but of... But uh... we're going to start doing the consistency videos. We also <laughs> saw that you can actually add videos to Spotify during podcasts. So oh, yeah. That well, could be an interesting feature that we'll look into. I did look into it. We have to change our podcast feed. Right. And we're paying for the one we're on already. Fuck. Okay. So uh, maybe we'll look into that later. Yeah. Hi, guys. This is an edit from future Josh and future Dan. Uh, we've got a request of you. We just want to highlight something that we believe is important for the podcast. We need a theme tune. <laughs> and we need someone to make this for us because I've tried Fruit Loops and it sucks. Uh, well, it doesn't suck. I'm just not good at it. The cereal? It's, a, it's an editing platform oh, that you can make music off of. So we are saying to our audience that if you get a song and... Uh, or just a catchy riff or yeah, something like that. Just, just a, a ca- jingle. A jingle. Yeah, a jingle yeah. jangle, whatever. <laughs> you make something that sounds good and it's good for the podcast, we will buy you a mystery box. It, we're not buying a mystery box, but we'll buy you something We'll mysterious. buy a few things, collate it, and create a mystery box yeah, for you. Yeah, and we'll send it your way. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, guys. I hope you enjoy the episode. All right. Cheers. This uh, week, we're going to talk a bit about the World Cup for some reason. No, I think I think it's just... You it's know, interesting because like, it's affecting Dubai quite well, a lot. Well, let's mention it, right? Yeah. So, I thought Dubai would be a lot busier. Did you? It does seem quite quiet. Uh, obviously, they're, they're, all, yeah, does, they're all in yeah. Qatar. I don't know. Like, there's... But this is quite a big hub for it, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, yeah. everyone's watching it. There's lots of events, open places, mm. and weather's all right, so you can sit outside. Um, but I reckon the influx will come after the World Cup. Okay, why? Because they'll be looking to absolutely party their ass off for the last few days. Oh, I see. Okay. If the yeah. ones with the money, anyway. But you went to one of the fan zones this weekend, right? I went to the square, yes, Sports City. How busy was it? It was pretty busy, yeah. Almost, yeah. in fact, every table was taken. There so. You go. So, okay, so it's quite busy here. Yeah. I hear there's a fan zone in, is it Media City? Media City, yeah. That is apparently rammed. It looks all the good. Time, yeah. I was in one of the commercial towers that overlooks it, and the screen's huge. I could watch it from there, it was great. Oh, that's quite cool. Was. I, was, uh, I left the marina at like six, seven o'clock last week, and Echoing through the entire yeah. arena was Enrique Iglesias's uh, hero. Let me be your hero. Yeah, I expected some events, but I, I feel like Dubai and its traffic. I thought that would be quite affected oh, by it's it, but it's all, not. Right? So Actually, traffic's pretty good at the minute. Um, have you got a team this year that you're supporting? Well, England, I suppose, but England. I'm not really a big football fan, so you're going to be leading this part of the conversation, because I don't really have uh, much to say on it. Well, I did a lucky dip at work, and I got Iran. Right, oh, so that's why you've written Iran down. Uh, yeah, I wrote Iran down. Right. Um, How are they doing? Well, they're incredibly... It's a very political game for these guys. Um, they don't know how they should be. I think at the start of all of this Qatar, 
World Cup, uh, all the teams were thinking, how can we make a statement? Because, you know, there was all these sort of gay rights, women's rights, all this sort of thing. Take off your armband because it has rainbows on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things like that. So, um, I think, I don't know why it's all coming up now. Like, it's definitely one of the most... Uh, media crazed World Cups that's ever happened like in terms of of what what's happening around from what I've seen anyway it's all on the media yeah yeah it's because, all on the because Western of medias just because of the Qatar, way they are stance um, on LGBT I mean you can't uh, you, you can expect that from the West to come and make the comments and all this bullshit so and since the start of the you know you know when Qatar was chosen at the start like Oh, it's been controversial. You know, we've had start, a long yeah. time to, you know, make these comments. <laughs> Come the time, it's like, fucking, there you go. Um, but Iran themselves, they've obviously got a lot of political shit going on in their country. Mm. And I just, I saw the players, at first they didn't sing the national anthem. Um, really? Some of the players are still in the country, have been arrested. Um, oh, that's quite cool, actually. I write that. Cool. Yeah, Mate, the guy taking a stance on it. It's well, fucking bullshit, man. It is. Uh, it was very bullshit, man. Like they're killing kids and stuff. Like um, <laughs> fucking. Hell. That's. A... I love it when we get political <laughs> on our podcast. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that I I cannot speak for the Iranian people, but it sounds like they don't know if the players are doing enough or not. Like it's like. But at the end of the day, right? They are just football players. It's not their fucking job to do something. Do you know what I mean? <sighs> well. They represent the the country and they, they, they find it hard to represent the country because they don't want to represent the government, they want to represent the people. Yeah. So how do they do that? They make statements, then they go home and they get arrested and all this. So <laughs> it's, it's a tough one, it's a tough one. So you got them in your lucky dip? So I got them in the how lucky dip. How are they dip. doing and the matches? They just won a game actually. Nice. Um, I can't remember who they were playing against now. <laughs> but I just think two But you're still in? Yeah, they're still in. I think they've got one more to go. If they win it, then I think they'll get through. Does Scotland um, have a team? Not this year. No? Didn't, didn't they didn't get, get in this year, no. Oh, fuck. So who are you supporting? Um, well, I, I support um, Iran. I support... Because they're lucky dip coming. I've got Argentina lucky dip back in the UK. Didn't they lose immediately? They... They lost they lose to, KSA? to Saudi or something. Yeah, 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 they lost to KSA. But, yeah, they came back. Um, and I've, I kind of I kind of like watching Poland. Why? Because my dad's side's from Poland. Oh, all right. That's yeah, 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 yeah. I, so I always support them a little bit. And I feel like they, they almost put Saudi in their place. Like, they were doing very well, Saudi, right? I mean, they've, they've won a good few games. And when, and I was like, right, come on, they're not that good. Like, someone do something about it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think there's a bit they of played, money in it? Well, they played really, really well. I watched the Poland-Saudi game, and although they lost, Saudi lost 2-0, um, they put up a hell of a fight, man. Well, if they can beat... Argentina with Messi playing, then come on, they've got to well, be all right. Well, that's the thing, it's like, the, the style yeah, I don't know anything about football, but I they know play, Messi's up They there, play right? really well, surprisingly. They're a bit messy, but they've got so <laughs> much pressure. Uh, <laughs> they've got a lot of pressure on the other teams, so I think they've done really well so far. Oh, that's interesting. Um, anyway, we'll, 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 we'll talk about football anyway. <laughs> Thanks, because um, I've got nothing to say. <laughs> I've got a question for you, not related to anything that we normally talk about. Uh, the indie ref just got shut down by law, right? The indie ref? Yeah, yeah. What's this? Uh, Scottish independence referendum. 
already the independence referendum got yeah. shut down by who? I think it's now law that you guys can't call for another referendum to be independent. I only read the headline, something like that, but it got completely shut down. Well, that's fucking ridiculous. Your woman, is it Nicola Sturgeon? Yeah. Or is that German? Nikki. Nicola yeah. Sturgeon, yeah, she's livid about it. What are your thoughts on it? I think it's terrible. You want the independence? I'm not saying, like, I want it or not want it. I mean, when it happened, I did vote for independence at the time. <laughs> but um, that was, what, only eight years ago, right? I can't remember. 2014, I think? But like, you can't take that away from a country. No, but then what? That's are you going to have a vote on it every year until you get independence? I think... You've you, had a vote. That's you it. Know, Move on, right? Listen, every year it gets worse and worse in the UK. Meaning it gets harder and harder for Scotland to make a... a good break from England. And but you can Wales argue it gets harder and harder every year in Scotland as well. No, that's what I'm saying. So if it's going to be a hard journey, what better time is now, essentially? But I think, you know, they could build it up. I think they need some proper plans. Like, I've, I, I haven't read enough about it, to be honest, but I think it's terrible to take that away. I would, I'm going to be looking up the news tonight. Thanks to you. <laughs> Um, so you voted for independence, that's quite interesting. Time, yeah. Yeah, right, well, fair enough. Were you old enough to vote? Yeah. I swear it was like eight years ago. Yeah, I would still be old enough to How vote. How old are you now? I'm 26. What's the voting age, 16? 16. Yeah, yeah. 10 years, then fuck it. You're 26? Yeah. Christ, you're two years older than me, didn't know that. Alright. Yeah. Um, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. What did you vote? Did you vote? What, in Scottish independence? Yeah. <laughs> we didn't get a vote. Yes, you did. No, we didn't. Yes, you did. No, we didn't. It was just a Scottish vote. What was it? If you guys wanted independence or not. I can't remember, mate. It's been so long. That's what about crazy. Brexit? What did you vote? Um, I voted stay. Yeah, remain. Interesting. You want to stay in the EU but leave the UK? Yes. Why? I love Europe. It's got its flaws. <laughs> but you don't love the UK. It's got its flaws. On. It's got its flaws like everywhere else. But I love being European. Fair enough. I don't want to be American. Oh fuck! We'll we'll cut that out <laughs> <laughs> because I don't want to. Yeah. We won't go there. That's yeah, but right. the, okay. we won't cut it out. Right. We'll move swiftly on. I love being European. All right. Why? But because it's I don't know. I just love it. I don't know. What do you love about all my family's from Europe? Right, my mum's side of the family's from Italy. My dad's side's from Poland. Scotland was and used to be in the European parts of things. Now it's it's still classed as Europe as a continent. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Um, But anyway, I think the UK is going in a way that is it's it's starting to to starting to look like America. What um, what do you think about Matt Hancock in the jungle? I think that's good fun. But I haven't, I haven't watched any of it. No, I haven't watched any of no. it. But just the principle of him going in less than a year after... I think after it takes balls, It does take <laughs> That's a good point, yeah. Like There's definitely I, some balls I saw involved, one yeah. video of a guy just sort of making a dig at him, saying, like, he was just... He was shocking or something. Or he was talking about his bird. He was, like... What, the... Uh, his age when, that he cheated with? Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. He mentioned something about that. And then someone put a blimp up over there. Yeah, I saw yeah. that one of the uh, uh, aeroplane tail What things. did it say? Can you remember? Something like, you're a disgrace, Matt Hancock. Something like that. Mate, there's so <laughs> many fucking... I love the... That's what, so what good. What do you though. think about the new Prime Minister? Uh, the first... The first uh, uh, Rishi Sunak, yeah, yeah, yeah. The first British Indian 
Prime Minister. Do you think he's like the, the well from in between us? <laughs> briefcase wagon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, next to these inconsiderate assholes. Um, you know, I don't know. I, That's I've got question. some. I've got some really political friends, and I said to them, "What do you think?" And they just said, "It's just another rich Tory." He is, but he is. Yeah, he is. He is, but he was Chancellor, right? So he's got the economy f- forefront in the mind. He should have been Prime Minister over Liz Truss. That's where. The UK's fucked up a bit. We've lost however long she was in power for, 45 days. We've lost all credibility, mate. Yeah, it's because we've now got this mentality This mentality. How long, have, how long have the Tories been in power for? 10 years or so, coming up to. I think it's 12 plus. 12 plus, maybe. Yeah, when did... 2008, so, right? 2000, or was 2008 Gordon Brown? 2008, 2009, I think Cameron took over. Anyway, this is very political. This is very political. Let's come back to Dubai. We've just taken, okay, yeah. we've taken a well, first-class Emirates all the way over to Dubai. <laughs> Who paid for it? Not One us. of the Tories. <laughs> um, Who did you vote for? SNP? I haven't voted in a while now. No, I know, but who did you vote for when you back out? I can't remember, man. <laughs> Honestly. Um, all right, bringing it back to Dubai. Right, so mm. since the World Cup, since COVID, since the war in Ukraine... Yeah. I think especially since the war in Ukraine, yeah, if you're going We have Ukraine. had an influx nice of... Word. Influx? Yeah, I like it, yeah. yeah nice. <laughs> English language. <laughs> of Russians. Yeah, it's crazy. Now, it's every... Crazy. Before this, uh, before it was mainstream, I used to do the Russian dance when I was drunk all the time. Oh, can we put that on YouTube? No. Oh, don't that increase the views? It might. Okay, we'll, 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 we'll do one video at the end and I'll we'll put, put a link in our spot no, in description. We will. Onto it. I've got the video, it's fine. He doesn't start up later. Anyway, I don't do it anymore. Do you not? No. Because it's a bit because you I feel it might be about a, who's going to say. I don't know if it's controversial <laughs> or not anymore. I don't want to draw myself too much attention. Yeah, there was a phase of about three months where oh, we mate. would go out. Fucking. A year and, and a half. And you would just get to this state. And we'd know it would just like something it's would just a level click. of confidence. Like I had to do it every single <laughs> time I went just, out. I've got a great video of you in this dance off with this guy for some reason. This guy's busting some shapes like that, and you're busting some I shapes like that. I couldn't even do it. I remember this. And then all of a sudden, you just you just sort of step back from him, and he's like, "What's going on? What's going on?" And then you do like the reverse crab like that, and then you start sticking your legs out. And you can't oh, do, do it. The fucking reverse you did. You crab, start going back into the reverse crab. Like, that's the video that we'll link in the description on the audio. We'll put it online. Fuck no yeah, shame. That's man. not going anywhere in the public domain. <laughs> anyway, so um, we've met a lot of Russians. I've tried to do business with a lot of Russians, but I've come across some problems. Oh, I tell you what. I want you to see what what have you experienced from. from no, no, that's quite quite an interesting fact because I do. Or I did leasing in the marina, which is obviously high turnover. It's where everybody comes to start their trip in Dubai. Yeah. The past six months, easily, I would say, and this is probably genuine, 80% of all inquiries have been Russian, whether that's a phone call or a WhatsApp lead. It, like, I'm not very good with area codes, like country codes, right? You're, yeah. So we're plus nine, seven, one. They're the plus UK seven is plus something. Four, four. Yeah, yeah. It, Russia is plus seven. And I memorise it because my phone, three times a day, I get a plus seven new inquiry. It's ridiculous. But you said that you've run into some problems with them. I don't think I've closed a deal with the Russians. I haven't either. Yeah, I don't think I have. I think they're really 
shopping around the market at the minute, uh, seeing what they can I do. Don't, I don't think they... I, I don't know what it is, but when, when they come to Dubai, they are asking every single yeah, 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 agent yeah. there is. And I find that very hard to work with sometimes because I'm like, right, I, I want to give you my time, but I know that you're literally talking to 100 people right now. And yeah, so if you can't get a commitment <clears throat> now, then you can't I treat, time. I treat business like a relationship when I get a lead, right? And there is a certain level of loyalty. If we have not um, addressed something and said it for what it is, you know, like, do you want to be my girlfriend? If once we are <laughs> once we are in a relationship, you know, and you go and cheat on me, it's different. But if I tell you that you've got a hall pass, then you go and use it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, okay. Anyway, all I'm saying is like, they cut. They do come here. They do ask a lot of people, and when they do send an inquiry, it's always a WhatsApp inquiry. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And 100%. and I I don't I do business on the phone a lot of the time, but. When you need to tell someone and educate them about what it's like in Dubai, it's hard to like do five that times over a day WhatsApp, yeah, over yeah. WhatsApp takes a lot of time. Yeah, it's just copy and paste a message. I assume at this point, um, you triggered something in me. Then I was showing a Russian person around one of our renovated apartments the other day, <clears throat> and he was like, oh, "This is a fully renovated apartment, and they're quite nice. Building not so much, but the apartment lovely." And he was just walking around going, "This is shit. This is shit." This is terrible. This is cheap. It's loud. It's awful. I mean, show me what you were living in in Russia. And he goes, right, okay. So we did the conversion. It was about 250 dirhams. Did the conversion into Russia. And then he said, I'm paying half of this and showed me his apartment. I think it's because the quality of living that they have in Russia is tenfold what it is in Dubai. Because it's an established market. Like it depends where you are, right? It like depends where you are, but the people that are coming would, here... Would you like, say he was like a moderately... Mod, oh, he, uh, he's a, he owns a yacht company or something. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the only people I've been dealing with are quite affluent Russians. But yeah, I think they've got such a high... Affluent? That's a nice word. Thank you. Yeah, we're on fire. Uh, um, yeah, I think they've got such a high... Such high standards from coming from certain areas in Russia mm. that you compare it to here and where it's all new quality. The marina as well is such varying quality and I think that's why they're struggling because they're like, okay, Dubai is this place, you know, there's the palm and there's all these mega mansions but then the level down from the mega mansions, <laughs> actually the quality's not great. Do you know what I mean? Some I know of the what buildings you're saying, are yeah. quite old and decrepit. I think that's a real struggle for them. I think uh, even coming to Dubai myself, um, we're trying to say positive things now and we're going into the... No, I think this buildings. is fine because we're, we're acknowledging that there is definitely, fucking nice stuff Definitely the new buildings are amazing. Oh, yeah. And if you get one, it depends where the money is. Like, that's the thing. Yeah. If people have spent money for the long term because you've got to remember there's a lot of... In Marina, you, like you said a few weeks ago, Imar ran out of money, right? Yeah. So then you got independent people or companies or whatever, who have a lot of money and said, I want a tower there, I want a tower there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what? When it comes to it, construction's a lot more expensive than you think. 100%. And when you build a building and there's all these delays and all this, and you just need to keep pushing money into the yeah, project yeah. to finish it, like, you'll cut corners when you can, and it tends to be with the finesse. The biggest issue I have with the marina, and I'm not sure if you realise it, but when you go into certain towers, I'd say probably about 50% of the towers, you go in the lift and there'll be a notice board in every lift with the outstanding service charge each apartment owns. Yeah, yeah. Some of them are in like 500,000 dirhams. Yeah. It's ludicrous. It is. And it is 
you know, you run a building, you've got a certain expectation to keep it to a certain level of standard, but that's what the service mm. charges. That's the thing. And if the landlords don't pay the service charge, who's paying people to maintain the, the building? The owner of that building, whoever it is, who is, you know, spending the money on elevator maintenance, yeah, security, exactly. landscaping, whatever, um, they need to, they've got bills to pay yeah. and if the yeah. land the independent landlords in that building are not paying then yeah, yeah that's a problem exactly and that's why the quality is i've going. seen that i've yeah. seen that yeah, yeah. and it's, every building there's a list of something i think so yeah I think what's so. with the bites i've been bitten yeah Stop, I, was, I went irish scratching. village on saturday i can't anxious, mate. mate it's really fucking itchy tell, yeah i walk in the door you tell me you got a sinus infection you're scratching <laughs> your skin you got spots everywhere i'm like what the fuck am i doing in what's this? the spot one chicken pox what's the other one for chicken pox measles or something <laughs> Uh, so sorry, sorry. how do you feel about that right okay so I, I've dealt with a lot a lot of Russians and I think yeah. they're all starting companies they're all opening salons uh-huh. like it's they're they're doing very well what I want to ask is and what I've experienced actually um, with some of the developers I'm talking to who are part of uh, developers organisations who have a lot of retail be it malls or retail in the streets uh, communities and I met one guy and uh, I've been working with him for about two years now. And uh, I, I brought him a, a, a Russian client, said, look at this concept, fantastic. It was amazing. And he goes, oh, there's a problem though. Go on. And I'm like, what? And he goes, I've, I've leased to so many Russians. What happens when everything is okay again? What, and they all flee? And they all want Back to, to Russia. Yeah, like, is that gonna happen? What happens in like two years, right? Or a year and a half when this is all over? Uh, those who have established themselves may keep their unit here, yeah. but will they expand? Will they put as much effort into it? Marketing, blah, blah, blah. That's a good but, question. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Or maybe they're like, right, it, the fund's over, I'm going back. Do you know what I'm saying? To rebuild yeah, yeah, yeah. while there's a market again in Russia. So he was telling me that question. He's like, Is it a bubble economy now? Yeah, so he was, yeah, exactly. That's perfect. If, what, is it a bubble economy? We'll see, I guess. Yeah. Well, because a, yeah, because I there suppose there are a lot of brands that have come over from all these other countries. Yeah, yeah, of course, um, yeah. Because of economic situations, so what happens look, when they do? Dubai have the is to get back. booming right now. It's like once in a lifetime that we're experiencing. What happens when things stabilize everywhere else? Will it stabilize everywhere else? No, that's, that's a big question. That is a big question, and we're but not educated. Dubai is Dubai has got to use the money that they're making. To, to set make. up the safety net they need in case... And what do they need? Like, when you go... To, <clears throat> this is getting political again. But if you get to, like, like COP27, for example, like, the sustainability part of yeah. the world, everyone should be focused Funding on this. Because we are going to be fucked. In yeah. 20 years, we are all going to be fucked. And the, the established companies, with all the money, are going to end up paying the places who are worst affected. Pakistan, for example, who had all these floods. Yeah, and exactly. there's places yeah, yeah. where they're like, I want compensation, because well, you guys have the means, and we didn't as much. So yous aren't really taking this seriously, and uh, we're suffering as a result. What yeah, are you gonna do about point. it? So I think people are uh, the countries are forking out a bit more money on behalf of that. Um, perhaps not enough, but <laughs> at the end of the day, Dubai's got to grow to a set level that's at level with the rest of the world. So. What are they going to do in terms of sustainability? Because I'm not seeing it. 
Like electric motors is one thing, solar panels is another thing. I think that like, is quite a big push, but again, it seems like, and I think this isn't just for Dubai, I think this is most countries. It seems to be just, what can we announce that's going to get the best headlines? But we don't see it day to day, and we didn't in the UK either, I don't think, right? Uh, well, listen, they had a lot more um, right, ways, ways and means of uh, recycling plants. No, but the best example is in Dubai, there is an area. Workplaces, paperless, like, bro, have you ever been in a construction site and you walk into one of these offices, you'll see what I mean. <laughs> Everything needs to be printed. Yeah, 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 yeah. There yeah, needs yeah, to yeah. be a physical we're, Yeah, we're way, way away from that. But, um, for just, example, oh, no, no, in Dubai, there's Sustainability City, right? Or Sustainable City, whatever it's called. Right? It's, do you know anyone who lives there? Uh, yeah, yeah, someone from our company used to live there. I've been there. Great idea. Sustainable city. Yeah, it's fantastic. It is built the same way as every other community. In I don't life. imagine it's just different. called sustainable city or sustainability city, whatever it is. But sustainable can also mean convenient in a sense. Like, but the whole point is that it was advertised as economic. You know, economic. Yeah, exactly. And there's towers popping up. There's a new one in JVC um, popping up that is supposed to be self-sufficient, and every balcony. Uh, is going to have a garden on it, all that sort of stuff. I guarantee you when that's complete, well, there will be no gardens. I think JVC is doing some benefits in terms of, you know, the fact that it's very hard to get there and get inside it and get out. Um, and what I mean by that is that JVC is a circle, yeah? Yeah, Jumeirah yeah. Village Circle. Yeah. yeah, so if that has everything anyone needs inside that circle, that's where I see the most value in JVC, to be honest. But you could argue it does now. The yeah. only thing it doesn't have in the middle are offices. Cor- corporate buildings, yeah. 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 I've noticed that. And I think it's a great place if it was sustainable. It can be a lot more It could more be a self-sufficient city. It could, like this. What's it thing could in, genuinely um, be this, this micro city. I think, yeah. I think in terms of the, the cities in Dubai, right? Um, in terms of micro cities, this this probably one of the more um, sustainable ones. In terms of, like, I don't need to go anywhere else but JVC. you still got to drive everywhere. Do you it's, reckon? It's Downtown, got, self-sufficient. Business Bay, self-sufficient. Uh, Marina, self-sufficient. Yeah, true, true. Arabian true. Ranch is self-sufficient. The Villa is self-sufficient. What I mean, like, right, you, can, you can live in downtown, yeah? But there's a lot of really, really tall buildings. Yeah. And... Oh, maybe you're right, yeah. Well, I just think it's it's on track for for lower rise buildings. I think you've you've kind of nailed it there. Yeah. I think there are loads. And then I can't forget about Dera. But when I'm talking about micro cities, right, like JVC, like what name another city? Yeah, downtown. That's not a city. Media city. What do you mean it's not a city? Like one of the ones that ends with cities. <laughs> Media City. Uh, you get where I'm coming from. Media yeah. City isn't residential, though, is it? Anyway, I think it's I think it's all right in terms of like I think they're selling it well because of. Yeah, no, JVC is great. It's got everything you need there. It's very competitively priced. It's, yeah, it's affordable. Actually, the infrastructure of it in terms of roads this, and public transport, it's fucked. Yeah, it's, it's the most. Even driving around it. 
at the middle of the night it's is that, ridiculous. It's like it's not being properly what painted. Are the roads, man? Lay. What are the roads? There's Mate, there's places ludicrous. where there's like there's a junction, yeah. People are coming from this way and people are coming yeah. from this way. But there's a stop sign on both sides. It's so ridiculous. everyone's like, like that, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. And when you come up to a junction, the road, like the actual road material, it changes from tarmac to like cobbled street. Have you noticed? Sometimes, yeah. yeah. I, I don't it's know. It's like they, they thought, we'll put the pavement there, nah, chop the top off. Yeah, but I don't know if it's the same with you, but maybe the brakes on my car are fucked. But if I'm going quite quickly and I can't see there's a junction, if I stop on the tarmac, I'm fine. If I start stopping on the tarmac and then go onto this cobbled street, my fucking brakes lock up and I end up halfway in the junction. <laughs> it's ludicrous. Mate, you're just it's driving too fast. absolutely ridiculous. Um, yeah, think, JVC's a JVC trick. definitely lacks finesse. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a good word, yeah. Um, they've got no public transport. I mean, there's... None at all. It's on its way. It's on its way. There are it bus stops. There are bus stops. But that's ludicrous. So, I think, um, I think the, big, the biggest problem with Dubai is it's, it's uh, transport. transport. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to drive everywhere. I'm getting annoyed with traffic these days. <laughs> traffic is definitely better this year than last, I would say. I'm driving. I think it's been uh, it's been a bit better. I'm driving to the marina every morning now. Totally so fine. We're we're done talking about the Russians, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, we sort of breathed over that quite quickly, didn't we? we? Moved on to transport. Russians think, everywhere. You know, I'm I'm not local, but if I was local, when I meet a local person, they always go, "Everyone's welcome," which is really cool to hear. Um, Go on, sorry. Oh, backtracking a little bit, you were t- saying your landlord that you've been dealing with for two years, and he was like, what happens when the Russians leave? Mm. Um, that's interesting, because out here, I don't know if the viewers at home know, we have checks as security, right? It's quite an archaic system, but you... So most landlords, historically, have asked for rents up front yeah. in one-time payments, um, and that's sort of on its way out, but in... Um, you know, as a trade-in for that, what they expect is a certain amount of checks, I think, for commercial. It's normally four. Four checks for the year, each dated at three-month intervals. There's, there's ways and means of getting around this. Um, if, you, if you're from Russia or anywhere else in the world and you do not have a residency in the United Arab Emirates, what you can do um, if you're renting uh, an apartment or a retail unit, what you can do is pay the first check, the first payment via transfer. Or cash, yeah. And hopefully you have someone in the UAE that you can then sign as a power of attorney. Now, when you sign them as a power of attorney, they write the checks, they hand them in. And what you can do once you get here, now you've got your apartment, now you've got your retail unit, you set up your business account or your personal account, and then you get your residency within, say, a month. And a half depends on what you're doing, yeah. So if you're paying four checks, then by the time that that second the one's second almost due, you will already have your bank account and everything set up. You can exchange the checks, and you can or just you can swap start them. doing transfers. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But the point is, that's very good security for people that stay in Dubai. Like if I was to move apartments, the landlord will bounce the check, open a police case against me. I'm still entitled to pay to pay my outstanding rent. But if you went back to Russia, for example, or if I went back to the UK, the landlord can't do anything. The landlord can't do anything. But if you will put, back... put a travel ban against me, so the second I land back in Dubai, I'll be arrested. Uh, but there's no extradition laws or anything. 
There's nothing. So if all these landlords go back to the UK, regardless of how many cheques are still due to be paid, all that can happen is you can open a case if they come back to Dubai. So whilst it is a level of security, it's not in the sense that this Russian bubble that may burst and everyone might go back to Russia when it blows over. But I don't think that's going to happen. I'm not, I think the Russian I'm not saying that's what the landlords are worried about. I think the landlords are worried, right, okay, then their contract ends and they don't need to continue and they just up and leave. And then we've got all these empty spaces that we need to fill again. Like, it means, like, that if the market's going like this and then the Russian influence drops, so does the market because they're leaving, okay. right? Yeah, so yeah. that could be the same with food and beverage or just general economy, yeah, yeah. right? But with the retail units, if it goes down and then it goes down again, like, because, like, they've... they've left yeah that's says retail right, units okay, okay. And, um, that's interesting because Dubai but people, people aren't really thinking about that and I, I knew this like months and months ago and I was like you know what you're right actually like you've got to be aware of, of, of when something's coming in too much careful how much you take don't just grab it all at once yeah just good point. In case. don't keep your eggs all in one uh, basket uh-huh. is the metaphor right but so. Dubai is classically for the residential side I don't know about the commercial Dubai is a secular circular um, uh, marketplace, right? Roughly about every five years, there's a peak and then there's a trough. So mm. there was 2008, then it was, I think, 2015, 14, yeah. 15. Uh, then there was um, COVID, and now we're back on the up, right? True. But with residential, there's a shed ton of regulations and laws coming into place to make it a more stable, a more secure, a more... Um, there's a word I'm looking for, but I've lost it. But anyway, a more stable market, right? So off-plan launches, for example, there's now a restriction on the amount that can be released at one time, meaning it won't have such an impact on the secondary market, meaning it will be more of a stable, Right, because if more market. people are buying off-plan at once, what then happens to the that's the units? future of Dubai, right? So then they're like, right, if all this has been bought and it's not leased yet, we can raise the prices here because that's... That'll obviously justify almost the prices yep. of what yep. these people have bought it for because they want the return on investment, right? If you spend two thousand per square foot on a unit that's a thousand square feet, right? So that's fucking two million, right? You, where am I going with this? If, <laughs> I don't know. Then you then to get your ten percent, you need to rent it out at two hundred k, right? Now you're not going to get. Ten percent. Say that. Yeah, everybody wants the ten percent ROI. Realistically, realistically, it could be eight percent or seven percent. But if you bought that off plan, mate, the prices are going to be like three thousand. So, and you can see this in Sopa, right? By the way, um, oh, what's that place called? It's I think it's the developer Sova. Yeah, it's in Ireland. Near Nadal Sheba. Right. Okay. It's near Nadal Sheba. Near enough. Uh, Dubai Creek. Right, okay, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Right, so they've got retail units down there selling for like 2,300 or something per square foot. And then you look at the rent and there's only one listed and I saw it and I was like, no one's going to pay that. <laughs> like seriously, but that's someone who's bought the unit and thought, right, yeah, They've yeah, just yeah. done their basic maths. I want my percentage, I want my percentage. I'm like, mate, you're not going to make that for another five years. And, I, and someone asked, um, someone asked me, one of the, uh, another agent, um, do you sell property down here? Because um, my client's talking about it. I said, tell them not to go. 
<laughs> I didn't want to diss that project right now. It's just not ready yet in terms of to bring my clients there. It's not ready. Like, if you want to go and buy somewhere over there, then do it. Like, be my guest. But don't come back to me with a ridiculous rent offer. <laughs> um, yeah, I lost track there. Um, you were talking about off-planning. Right, so, so yeah, yeah, so the, so so the real estate market is, yeah. is going to become so that more was, stabilised. That was, my, that was my comparison. You buy a secondary market, right? And then, you know, you'll get a lower price because, you know, that's its real price. If you buy off plan, you're somewhat, in my opinion, you're somewhat gambling. Like, yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, 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 100%. But that expectation, when you buy it, you are obviously being pitched that you can rent it out at this price. Yeah, and that's what's skewing the market. Yeah. So by so when, focusing, yeah. when Dubai focuses less on off plan, you're, more, you're then encouraged to buy ready buildings, mm. which is what needs to happen. Because if, at the moment, if you've got, because off plan is quite cheap, right? That's the whole point of it, is that you buy it now it, and you'll pay less than It's good for a cash rent. floor or whatever, mm. and yeah, you pay if less you've got payment time. plans and all that but, sort of stuff. So if you can pay 10, 10, 10, 10, 10% on an off-plan property, or you can pay 2 million for a property that's a bit old, none of the landlords are paying their service charge, the building's just getting older and more decrepit, what are you going to do? You're going to take the off-plan route. Mm. If there's less available in the off-plan market, and you need to make an investment... Of course, you're going to buy these secondary buildings, which will then generate the cash flow, which will then reinvigorate the secondary market. Service charges should then get paid because these are new buyers uh, that are buying the properties. And then that should increase that market. And that's where Dubai is lacking, is everybody in Dubai is onto the newest, the shiniest thing. But the older buildings are getting left behind. And that's why the market's not stable. Whereas in the UK... That's the new investors. I'm a little bit concerned about the people who obviously have bought off plan in the past and they're still buying off plan now or perhaps they're just buying more properties and more properties and more properties then they buy off plan and they're like that the, like the mentality I had there where that's the future I can increase my prices they've got 20 apartments behind them that are all secondary now obviously yeah. they're, they're being leased is it like, there you go there's an increase there's an increase do you know what I'm saying kind of so he will increase not based of like I want to make more money now because I've just spent lots. No, but, but he's increasing the rents to cover the costs of what he's done. It. It's basically obviously money. believed yeah, yeah. in the future of Dubai, so he that's is raising that risk. Yeah, so really how many off-plan buyers are buying and then raising the rents on their other yeah, properties yeah, yeah. that they've got running that. right now? I didn't even think of that. Yeah. That's really interesting. We're going a lot into the market now. We're actually talking about constructive This plans. has actually become a real estate Whoa. podcast. What's going on? <laughs> Crazy, man. <laughs> Um, um, right, come on then, let's so, get yeah, more light. Last, last week, I think we were finalising and we, we said that we were going to talk about the opportunity for big commissions. Were we talking about that last week? I can't remember now. We I, definitely I think, spoke about this briefly at one point, said we'd follow up on it, and then forgot. Yeah. The thing is, as you know from the audios... We'll I look, don't yeah. listen to them that much whilst I, I'm editing. Oh, when I'm editing, I'm, I'm all the way through. Yeah, see, I, I, I sort to... of phase in and out yeah, of concentration. I'm <laughs> saying things that are embarrassing. You know what I'm going to do on episode four? Because I'm just about finished this. Yeah. See the end when you go, feed the pony. <laughs> okay, well, this is all I'm going to zoom right in that. I'm going to be like, <laughs> that's what he said. Like, yeah, but that's funny, though. 
In between us. Yeah, but well, listen, man, listen, man, I need uh, you to start cutting a bit more. Like, think about like what <laughs> makes me. Just, just well, ask. I'm gonna have a go at episode five video, so hopefully that will. I don't want to talk like if I mention something about my my girlfriend or something. Oh, that all goes. Yeah, all personal. Oh, it didn't stuff, go, though. man. Listen to four again. Which bit? The press up bit. The bit when I was like, "Oh, she's making my dinner tonight." Oh, yeah, and, that'll stay because it's fine. And then I, no, that's fine. <laughs> but when it came to the 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 bit where I told you about the story, how I almost I fractured a rib. No, that's gone. All oh, right, is it? That's one hundred percent gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you and you specifically were... asked to cut that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got rid of that. Yeah, serious shit. I'd get rid of when it's stuff like Germans pissing on each other. That can stay. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think you do this, yeah. I don't, but I just thought it was like a stereotype. It doesn't matter, no one listens to us in Germany. Brussels, Brussels is where they listen to us. I've noticed that we do have one Brussels follower that is listening to every single one of our episodes, including the one where you say they piss on each other. I hope you enjoyed that, I was really hoping he was going to email in and have a I might not have listened that far. (laughs) But he is listening to every episode. Good, good. Legend. Um, um, <laughs> um, opportunities on big comms. So this is the thing, right? I know that a commission-only role is stupid. It's 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 a ridiculous gamble. Um, it's not very sensible. It's not very secure. When I came out here, I lied to pretty much all of my family instead of going into a salaried job. Because I knew if I told them I was going into yeah, the sure. they would all say, I said that that's to, the stupidest thing I said thing that to my do. family, and they were like, Dan, you're taking on a big risk. Yeah, exactly. But see, now that I've survived this long, they're kind of like, well, kudos to you, mate, but... Yeah, no, everybody's saying kudos to you, but... At the same time, I'm like, but I can't come home, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, like, it's so... The reason I'm still... Well, I'm not in it so much anymore, but the reason it was so hard to get out of it is because... It is so addicting. Right. You don't know how much you're going to earn that next month. And you could earn more than you've ever earned. And you see the figures it's, of the guys as well. That's the thing. fucking killing it. And you're that's like... That's the reason. He just, he just put a million dirhams on the board. Yeah. That can happen to me. Yeah. That's the reason I got out of it. Because I went to a slightly smaller company where we didn't have a board. We weren't all boasting about our figures. That killed the motivation for me, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah, you want you want to know it's possible. Yeah, exactly. So that killed the motivation, love, and that's why the, I'm now out of it. I but, love the board. I hate it when my name comes up, but I love the board. <laughs> yeah, no, but that's a huge... That board was such a motivating factor. You want to yeah. keep on climbing, you want to keep on climbing. I don't know if it's the same with you in commercial, but it would be like, I would look at me and like a certain group of people all in the same area earning the same with the same amount of experience it would be a challenge to see who could finish on top and the leaderboard I, where we were was like it was so number one was who's earned the most that year number two was slightly below so you'd be challenging every month to try and climb a place each each month i like that yeah we, and it's, uh, one more thing yeah. thank you and it's little incentives like um you know because the car parking is crap at the company that we're at so as an incentive, it was the top earner for that month in leasing and the top earner in sales would get a free car parking pass for, for the month. month. Yeah. yeah. Little things like that. That motivation. Talking about it now, I'm getting excited about it again. <laughs> I still don't want to come back to it. It's really, really it like does help, it's mental. Yeah. I haven't won an award yet. Except <laughs> No, you won the at yeah, an yeah. exterior level, not within the company. Um but man, I've it up. is so addicting. That I right? smashed my target, man. Like that last on that October, I was like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> I was How's like, this one going? 
Um, bad, really, really bad. I've got invoices out and no one's no one's paying. <laughs> the people who were I, I remember like two weeks ago or three weeks ago I said to you yeah I've got like four good leads they're all guesses yeah, yeah. and one of them is still there. The rest lost their opportunity. The rest didn't get back to me. The rest did something that I was like, why were you so motivated at the start? Why did everything seem right? <laughs> like, don't bullshit me. Like, this is right. It works for you. I know it does. So how did it, why did this why deal not, why did yeah. deal not, why does this deal still not happen or has it, why did you lose this opportunity? What do you think the answer is? Did you ask there's the a question few, There's out? a few answers, right? One of them simply has not got back to me. It, the only place for him is Dubai Hills. And he needs it, and he's, he's got his fans together, they all live in Dubai Hills, they want something in Dubai Hills. I got Dubai Hills. Why didn't you take it? Where are you? Can you call me? Where are you? Like, alright, I've sent him way too many messages now, over the course of three weeks, maybe like six. But when you look at WhatsApp, because he's got a UK number, and when I call it, it doesn't work. Right, yeah. I've yeah. asked for his UAE number, he hasn't given it to me. <laughs> so what do I do? Yeah, yeah. Research the guy, go on LinkedIn. It looks bad. It looks bad. So it now, does I've got, now I've got six messages that just say, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, this guy's a wanker, man. Mm. I don't want to slag him off, but like, just tell me something because otherwise I'm just going to keep coming back and asking you. I know I feel like an agent. I don't feel like a consultant. Yeah. Do you know, I am. Um... It's I degrading. I can't remember what we were talking about. But following on from Potential of big comms. Yeah, okay. On the board. But going on to feeling like an agent and do you chase up and everything. I did a viewing, must have been about six weeks ago now. A Scottish fellow, as happens, moved over from the UK with his wife, was looking for a three-bedroom villa with a private pool, budget of 300k, couldn't find anything. I viewed two properties. 300? 300k, yeah. Residential. It's not a bad budget, but he wanted no. something modernised, which is quite hard to find at the minute. Um... I viewed a couple of properties with him. He seemed to really like them. Um, but anyway, he then sort of got a bit, uh, just went a Weirdy, bit, he sort of uh, ghosted me. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know. I, so he made an offer on one property. The landlord rejected it. I went back, listen, it's not going to happen on this one. Have you considered blah, blah, blah areas? And he just thumbs up reacted to the message. So I was like, okay, fine. We'll just let him get on with it. And then I left the company. Anyway, yesterday I saw he posted in uh, Brits in Dubai on Facebook. Um, and he was like, I'm looking for blah, 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 blah. I've been, I've reached out to every agent under the sun. There's nothing for me. Um, can anybody help? Anyway, loads of comments, loads of comments, loads of comments. He posted again this morning and he was like, in response to everybody that direct messaged me last night, I had five agents direct message me with things that didn't match my brief. This is what's giving uh, the UAE real estate market a bad Read your budget and get real, man. I think you should have commented, but well, that's, I No, 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 no. I fuck getting involved with that <laughs> shit. Do you know what I mean? But that's my point, is that some people are so narrow-minded. Like, we have a really tough job in the sense that we know the market. We know what your money will get you. And we have to educate you on that. But there I are can, some I people can, that are um, so set in their ways that if we even suggest something that doesn't fit the brief perfectly, we get slammed on social media. It's, it's awful. It's really, really awful. And it's well, so hard because you're paying us. People think we're just door openers, but we're not. And that's really fucking hard. Honestly, I'll show you his post. Listen, man, like if you were in their shoes, one thing you will notice when you call every agent under the sun is that 
there's so much shit out there man. yeah of course there is of there's course so there is. many agents that are just fucking and that does give us a bad name but if you've got someone that has xxx requirement for x budget if you know that budget's not going to work, you have to inform them and educate them. But he's obviously gone around and he's not been listening. So That's my that's, point. That's, that's my point. point. And now he's slagging us all off on Facebook. And it's like, no, you're the reason we're getting a bad reputation. If your <sighs> brief doesn't match anything that's on the market, what are we supposed to do? Right? Uh, uh, it's really tricky. What to do, yeah. Anyway, big comms. Yeah, big comms, yeah. The addiction... Mate, I've said this a few times, but I've come across some magnificent properties and opportunities um, where it's been like 40 million commercial villas for sale, uh, business for sale that's got like three running places, uh, a really good price. You talk to experts in the market. I've got one guy I know who's really connected in the health market and he was just handing things to me on a plate. He's like, Dan, I wish I was a broker. And he'd be like, there you go, there you go, there you go. And although I was chasing out and reaching out to all these clients, I just couldn't get anything concrete out of the people that I was talking to. Yeah. Um, but that opportunity was immense because that guy had my back and he was one of the drivers for the deal, meaning that I had security. Like just no one could fish around the side and uh, cut me out the deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting expert advice. I'm using it. Like, how does this broker in from commercial know so much about the health industry? Well, I'm getting it all from a fucking expert, <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Who's actually got my back. So finding people who can do that is amazing. And I've heard of, like, some stories, like, where people meet just the right landlord, and you know what? They don't want to be part of the mess where they've got 100 agents working on it. Yeah, Although exactly. there's some landlords who just give it to everyone, all the details, all the copies, just get it online, get at least whatever, I'll talk to blah, 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 wasting their time. Um, there's some landlords who want shit sold and they've got 20 apartments, they've got 20 of something. Yeah, yeah. And they find one agent who's called them up one day or maybe he's called the company and they've given a really good impression from the word go and he's like, there you go. Yeah, and exactly. it just opens exactly. up a massive door for some people and uh, for example, one of the people who referred me the Burj Khalifa office for the full floor, um, he was approached by this company. So the company called the office, they called, talked to him, yeah. and he made a good impression. He said, just leave it with me, I'll, de I'll deal with it. He leased nine apartments in the Burj Khalifa in like two and a half months. <laughs> he killed it, man. Made for and, life, yeah. And then he's like, by the way, they've got commercial property. It's like a month and a half later. <laughs> You could have told me sooner. <laughs> but anyway, I'm working on it. I had a few problems. It's back online, ready to go. Um, the relationship building is the key. I once uh, was doing my cold calling. I spoke to a landlord and he was the shortest guy I'd ever spoken to. He was like, you know I did 100 calls like this today. I'm like, yeah, small? I'm really sorry. Um, just want to know, is your property available? And he goes, no, it's not available. And basically put the phone down. Follow up WhatsApp as soon as he put the phone down. Thank you for your time. I'm very sorry for disturbing you. Um, I've let him know that your property's not available. You didn't get the chance to tell me when it does become available. Please do let me know. Nothing. Followed up a month later. Hi. Just on WhatsApp. I didn't call him back. Just a follow-up message from the above. I'd be very interested in knowing when your property becomes available. Nothing back. This is now. So this will be the third month. Send another one. Nothing back. Fourth month. Sent a WhatsApp message again. He called me back straight away. He goes, 
Christian, the reason I'm calling you back is because I can see you're clearly well organised, you're persistent, your manner on the phone when we were first speaking, you didn't get annoyed, you didn't get, you know, you didn't get scared and not contact me again. Um, the property is actually becoming available in one week. I'm giving it to you. I like the way you work. I'm giving it to you exclusive. You've got two weeks to get it rented for me. Did it in, yeah. I think, 10 days or so. Okay, good. Yeah, really, really good landlord. Still in touch with him, and he's still like, let's go out for a beer. Uh, I've got another property. There I've got a bit of going out. This was the same landlord where you put the edit up. He didn't go for that beer. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was that landlord. Yeah, he was really short. But it's just that persistence in the way you handle yourself. Yeah, like, yeah, true, true. It makes such a difference. And granted, it was only a, a one-bedroom property. It doesn't go anywhere. But then he said, I've got a three-bedroom villa in... Uh, Villa Lantana or something like yeah. that, which will go for about 300k. And then he was like, I'm so impressed with your work. I'm going to recommend you to anybody I know that's ever leasing or selling a house. What's your Google account? I'm going to give you a Google review, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And it's yeah. just all about that persistence and, and sticking with it. Yeah, if you can find these people, and it could be anyone, like the people who just hang up the phone and do, if you do what you've done, then who knows what you might find at the end of the this rainbow, is what we yeah. spoke about last week like yeah. opportunity can just yeah, strike yeah. when you don't expect it 100 percent, man it's crazy right i've had some good opportunities and uh commercial i don't know what it is man it's just been fucking tough i remember i got these two villas in uh, uh, a desirable area al Wasso, commercial not front road facing but everyone will always talk about having a villa that's commercial in this area okay. right now. It was at the side, so I For thought... like a nursery or something. Yeah, like it could be hard getting... Mm, how, uh, right, people are always like, oh, is it front road facing? No. Oh. Uh, and then you'd be like... Uh, uh, for like 10 minutes, and then it's like, right, bye. But I got at least 20 viewings out of these villas in the space of like two or three months, and the landlord kept phoning me up. It's like, what's happening? What's happening? I'm like, I don't know. Honestly, like... I don't want to drop the price anymore. It's been online for some time. I believe the price is right. I think we're it's taking a lot of time and for people to see the value in this. Um, because it's down the side, it's got the parking. It might not have the best exposure, but people who go to Business Bay, people who go onto Sheikside Road, they come up the street so they do see you. Um, anyway, so... She ended, I had it exclusive for three months. Like, I sold it over the phone, pitched her, said it's going to be easy. And I thought it would be. And then just shit went sideways. Anyway, so it got to the point where I was competing with other agents. And I had a viewing at the same time as this other guy. And my client wasn't there yet. So I just sort of had a look, stood at the side to see what he was up to, right? And this unknown company I've never seen before. And the guy was just like, like, Tracky bottoms and a shirt, and I was I've like, got to ask the question: What nationality? I can't remember, mate. Okay, fair enough. Um, but he he opened up a gym space in, the, in a commercial villa. And oh was, wait, the client was in tracksuits. No, the the, agent the other agents' client. Both of them were in like just casual gear, <laughs> and I was like, right, okay, but why am I wearing a tie in summertime? This yeah. and then I was just like. Right, so after all this time of chasing nurseries and uh, other concept cafes, whatever, talking to a hundred thousand people, this guy signs it for a gym that's unbeknown to anyone, and the landlord's just like, okay, at the same price. No, like there was a price. Less, yeah. Okay, interesting. 
it was a fucking nightmare, man. Like, I really, I gave it my all for that, and I just didn't get it. And I was like, why? I've got two here. And she ended up saying, I think the landlord's just going to move a family member into the other one. <laughs> it had to be converted. Big renovation. What was the, uh, Dom, what was your takeaway from that, then? Because I'm being completely honest, I'm struck. I've got two properties that I need to rent. One, they're priced well. They're fucking good units, okay. and I can't shift them. Right. What's your What's your uh, advice? In that case, it's down to marketing. Who would it be perfect for? In your opinion, for example, is it best suited for a family or bachelors or something like that? Put that in your heading when you market it. Okay. Um, it's, I think the marketing that becomes the heading that's what you need um, that's what grabs people yeah like okay. uh, my impressions of say Horizon Tower when I first saw it were that actually it's pretty good for families living in Marina despite it being a tall tower building um, and you know in a busy part of the Dubai it had good features outdoors in the pool area yeah yeah biggest pool in the Marina it's got the uh, metro right outside yeah like there's the a beach. few things yeah. about it that were very convenient to families and I thought you know what I would I, I would market that as families yeah alright so I what... think yeah picking up what's best or most targeted to the units and stuff but my mistake was I didn't price it right the first time and then it was coming down and down and down online and you lose credibility every yeah. time yeah and then yeah. like I had to I had to entertain everyone because I'd made promises so it's so you're I, spending your time to, on people yeah, that you know yeah. are going to commit. I spent to, a lot yeah. of time. No, I get that. But at, at the That's end of the, of the day, the, though, the right? people who was I was avoiding as well. The people who I was avoiding is like, have you got a business set up? No, right. Da 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 da. Right. He sounds like he's got the money, but he doesn't sound too motivated, and that he's looking everywhere. I wouldn't spend too much time in these guys. And because, that was one of the people that ended up. Closing. It was one of these people that like they they speak Arabic, and uh, you can relate like that or whatever. Um, I couldn't but when someone sounds very unprofessional on the phone and all this then I'm like <sighs> yeah it leaves a bad taste I, yeah, immediately yeah, yeah. And and I'm like I don't really work I'm, I'm yeah. like uh, I, just, I just don't know what you man like I can't even I can't have a joke yeah, at the yeah. same time it's very informal and uh, that's what happened one of these informal guys just uh, closed the deal and I was like he just started up a gym I was like but why here? Have anyway, you spent the money on it. Is, I don't know if it's stupidity or something else. How long ago was this? Uh, this was last summer. Have you followed up to see what's happening in that unit? No. Why not? Maybe I should. That'd be quite interesting. Yeah, did yeah. this guy follow through or was he a total flake? The thing, it's like, imagine a gym space in a villa. That is ridiculous, right? Yeah, the ceilings are small. Yeah. Rooms are quite small in villas as well, aren't they? Yeah. Like Follow up on that. That'd be really interesting. You've got all these old tiles that you used to have inside, because villas, it's tiles, right? You'd take them all up, and you'd put pads that he... I don't even know if he... He might have just put down these shock pads all over the floor. I haven't seen it. Mate, you should fully, before you leave tonight, Google that. I'd be well interested to see. Okay. Um, um, I think that's all the talking points we've got for tonight. Yeah, those were the opportunities that... Why I'm a broke broker, I guess. <laughs> uh, I would say it's just unlucky. <laughs> Honestly speaking. I had a... Uh, so, the other week, I can't remember what it was, I was saying I was... When Lorenzo was on, is that I'm out here for life experiences. And I wrongly compared it to uh, my friends and I said, oh, I've got more life experiences. Yeah, when you then, go back home and tell your grandkids and all this... <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's not what I meant. I just meant that it's a very different 
experience to them having move abroad in your 20s, right? That's all I meant by that. Oh, anyway, so you, you may have a few different stories to tell. Exactly, yeah, a different stories to tell. Not better stories by any means necessary. Most of my stories out here are total dog shit about how skint I am, how I can barely afford the rent. Remember that whole thing vinegar thing? thing? Yeah, that's still a thing. I'm to ask for malt vinegar and they won't know what you're asking. I did it last time. That doesn't count. We're in a good place. You said try it. That doesn't count. That doesn't count. That doesn't count. Anyway, anyway, it sparked a debate about how real estate is just luck. And I was defending it in the sense that you make your own luck. Yeah. But it is, right, don't get me wrong, getting the perfect listing getting the perfect viewing and getting the perfect rental or sale is lucky, but that is amplified by the amount of cold calls you put in, by the amount of viewings that you put in, by the amount of offers that yeah, you put in. Yeah, like if you it's want to win the lottery, luck. you buy one ticket or you can buy 20 tickets. So the guy that obviously I quite clearly offended by mistake, but I totally accept it. Um, he was like, no, real estate, the, our, he basically said our career is just gambling. And my point was, it's not, it is a gamble, but it's not gambling. It's not. It's a career. When you see it over the long term, you start establishing yourself. You get a name for yourself. You build a reputation. You are in contact with more people who can refer you things. It gets easier and easier and easier and easier. Yeah, exactly. You are a consultant. You're updated with the market better than you were at the start. Like, like it is pure development. The only way you can succeed in real estate is if, on commission only, if you just develop yourself to the point where you are well-connected, you yeah, yeah, yeah. are determined, you are good at consulting people, advising, you've got, you know, the qualities of someone that people trust. Exactly, yeah. And the not best example just a is... classic salesman that people are like, uh, exactly. but turned off by it. Like, you can sell people at the same time as doing things. Like, you make points yeah, yeah yeah it's the running theme is that you become a consultant rather than an agent that's what i think yeah, yeah. no i agree with you completely for example in residential is there someone who knows shit someone who knows shit who can tell you about that shit and turn that shit who can educate into you're offering not just the renting or the selling of the unit you're offering education you're offering yeah. information and that's the thing when people call me up there is everything is fucking free yeah and all the information that comes out of my mouth, I believe 80% of it is valuable. <laughs> the other 20% is just uh, small talk and all that other stuff. Mm. So anyway, that was my only thing that I just wanted to mention. I had a, I had a viewing today at uh, 12 o'clock. I met two guys with a big yacht company. They trade yachts, they sell them, they sell parts, um, they buy them, whatever. Um, and they sell yachts and trade everything, right? And Big company, I won't name them. Um, but I had a viewing with them today, and the one one part of the viewing that was wrong was that you cannot set up a Dubai mainland license in a free zone area. Very obvious when you're in the commercial game, which I knew, but there are ways and means of that he could just get the, a free zone license. So I thought, right, if that's not a problem for them, then it's not a problem for the deal. Okay. So we went and saw the place, apparently trading in this particular free zone, trading as in selling and all this, they don't have any activities that can be accepted. I should have checked that first, um, but I didn't really know. So I learned something today. Anyway, <laughs> I met these guys. Uh, I had a good laugh with them. I was very professional, showed them a few units. They asked me questions, I had the answers, da-da-da-da-da. And I made them laugh. 
like several times in a professional That's how you build a in a professional yeah. way. But I realised that actually I came across a guy as someone who was like every time they asked me a question, shook their hand right, whatever, like it all looked like I was the guy who knew what I was doing, I'm trustworthy, I'm this, I'm that, it's all good. But when I when I tell them I'm gonna find out all about this and then I go and find out like I found out for them. Like avoid those areas. And do you think they'll stick with you? Uh, I just need to find them a unit now. And to be honest... <laughs> How like, many other agents do you think they're talking to? Not a few, but he's doing a lot of searching. And the thing is, right, finding 1,500 square feet, 1,000 square feet in Dubai with a high-quality premium office that's not part of a business centre or anything is very, very hard to do. Okay. So that should be a good lead for you? Well, I can't find shit. So <laughs> I've given them a few options and, I've, and they're just like, it's either too big or it's too expensive. And uh, that's where I'm at. So I'm, I'm, that was today's lead. So I've, I've got a bit of searching to do tomorrow. Okay, nice. Um, nice. What was my point? Um, I'm not sure. I've lost my train of My, my point was just simply that being, that being that consultant, being that trustworthy guy, although I didn't close the deal, however, they would listen to me or they would pick up my phone. Like if, if I phoned them, they would, they would pick up. They're like, I trust this guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I've got good cred with these guys, despite not having succeeded. Um, yeah, you can still leave an impression yeah. in other ways. And the thing is, is like with, with commercial, as soon as you do succeed with guys and girls, with a client that you have, you've, you've been with them for a bit of time, you've spoken to them and you've, you've got them to actually like you and you've, you can have a That's laugh a and stuff like thing, that. Yeah. Once you've established some certain form of relationship and then you close the deal, that is the best feeling, man. Like when they can Yeah, because it's rewarding for both parts. Literally, like they, right, you've, you've got a weight off our shoulders now. Like we can relax. We've got an office sorted, blah, blah, blah. And then you can get benefits from that. Not only just like from like a, a good review, but he might one day say to me, Listen, man, we just bought a fucking new yacht and it's it's crazy nice. You got to come see it. Yeah, exactly, you know man. Exactly. Like just weird yeah. things like you're that. Absolutely like, right. Yeah. You're like, absolutely oh, right. All right, so Saturday, I've got plans with it, but I can't break it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be there. I'll be there. <laughs> I don't, I don't even ask twice. I'll be there. No, you're absolutely right. Uh, it is. It is. I've and ha- that's yeah, happened just... to me a few times, man. Like the the at least a warehouse to a car garage guy, great guy from uh, the UK. Um, had one landlord was fucking him over with trying to kick him out because they wanted to renovate or something and he was he was in dire straits he was looking for so long and the, when I started I said bro I can't find anything I swear to god I've tried we went and saw something and the next day or next week it was gone I'm like shit in this area Alcoos the market is fast yeah. for warehouses yeah. it's really really fast Anyway, so I know a guy with, and a developer who I'm quite good friends with. Well, I pally professionally. Um, and I just, and one day he just said, Dan, it's not in the market yet. There's a warehouse coming available this time. Get your client there. Phoned him up right away. I said, come to the warehouse and bring your checkbook. <laughs> and we went there. He saw it. He said, it's perfect. Although it's out with my budget, I understand there's nothing around here. So I'll take it. And we just filled in the booking form there, gave him the check, done. Nice. And I said, Dan, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but if I, I've got a bump in my car and I know when the rental company calls me and they say, I need to service your car, 
before they go and rip me off, I'm going to take it to his garage. <laughs> and he's going to be like, damn, glad you came, man, to get us to this. And you'll educate me. Like the entire front of your bumper that's... He's my car, he is my car guy. You've got I, a car guy? I've got a car guy. He's the best car guy. I know it for a fact. I know how he works. He's taught me a lot, to be honest. Nice, nice. See, the first time I heard, you take a penny out of someone's pocket today, you have two out of your stomach. Oh, you mentioned that the other week. Yeah. That was something... He said oh, that nice, first. Nice, he nice, said nice. that first. He's got really good values. Okay. He doesn't screw anyone over. Nice. He's very honest. He's got a, a straightforward sense of humour. And if you're easily insulted, then you might find him a bit offensive. But he doesn't mean it in offensive with a good heart. Yeah, exactly. Quality guy. Quality nice, guy. nice. Nice. Yeah, so good way to wrap things up. I yeah. Think, right? <laughs> um, so potential is out there all the time. There's yeah. always benefits closing clients. Always build your relationships because it lasts for the future. Not only with the small things, but referrals, like you said. Excellent. And I believe that your friends are a little bit wrong saying it's a gamble. It is a career. If you can maintain this momentum of invest, it's investment in time, isn't it? Yeah, that's you've, exactly what it is. You've yeah. got to invest that's so exactly much time, but you need to realise where your value is going. And you need to realise what's wasting your time as well. Spend little on the people that are fucking you around. Spend more on the people that have the potential for more. Like where you can get something out of someone. You don't need to be a fucking wee rat that just trying to squeeze everything, but you <laughs> need to recognise where people have things that can benefit you and your career. Yeah. And I think that comes with just pure networking and relationships. Yeah, exactly. Building. Exactly. That's all it is. It's just doing the cycle. Do a good job and it will all fall in place, yeah. basically. Perfect, yeah. Yeah. Nice. So that pretty much wraps us yeah. up for the week, I think. Fantastic. Uh, what are we going to talk about next week? let's not commit to anything on camera yeah because I wouldn't remember it anyway exactly um, let's drop in the standard like comment subscribe drop us an email we want to get out there a little bit oh We're... and what we could do actually is, is if everyone or anyone who's listened this far knows how to make a wee theme tune or something because we're lacking that in our videos if yeah, you've exactly. got a talent for like making something funky or whatever uh, music wise um, you want <laughs> F I think we should make a reward for this we will send you a goodie box we'll buy you something an MLS hamper <laughs> we'll send we'll buy you something alright yeah we will we will it'll be mysterious it, it's, I'm not going to tell you what it is. it's not going to be alcohol it's not going to be well it could be but it could be anything it'll be a mystery box it's a yeah, mystery it's a box mystery we'll box. send you a mystery we'll box we'll send you a mystery box if, if, I know we're, we say we're broke but we will chip in for this yeah yeah, like, yeah. yeah definitely right Make us a song, theme tune. Something related to Two Broke Brokers, Dubai, traveling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You've something got like free that. will. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you do that, we will literally buy you something. Mystery box. Boom. Yeah. Like, comment, subscribe, and... Uh, <laughs> like, comment, subscribe. And we'll see you next week. Yeah, we'll see you next week. 